Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've joined us in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager, from Staples Studio, Dorval Crossing. <laughs> wow, that sounds professional. It does. It Ooh. does. Uh, today, our episode is entitled The Speed Round, Take Four. Let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and uh, I think this is week five or six here at uh, Staples Studio. I, th- I think I think it's f- I think it's five. Yeah. So I told Greg just before he turned on the the tape that uh, I showed up early to do the setup, and the guy goes, "Oh, you guys are the ones doing all the podcasts." Whoa. A little bit of folklore going on here, my friend. There will be. I didn't think we were that famous, but uh, famous on uh, Dorval. Uh- Dorval Crossing in, in Oakville. It is a nice facility. It is nice. So let's uh, move on and take care of business here. Greg and I have both spent a big chunk of our careers being managers. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we discuss situations where we and others have missed the mark. And we always start at the perspective of the employee and move on from there. We're going to discuss, uh, we always discuss how we have observed others miss the mark, including ourselves. And we always have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think uh, if this goes to to air in the right order, this is number 87. We've had 87 discussions on this podcast. Wow. Who to thunk, you know? Uh, I think before our podcast, we never talked 87 times. Well, no, I think we probably did, but over a long period of time. So it's kind of cool, actually. You know, one of the things that uh, that we love about doing this is not only just the chance to share and learn from each other and from others, but just to kind of connect. And it's kind of nice. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to uh, a former guest on the podcast and I really took no notice of it. And he goes, uh, Alistair, a podcast with 80 plus episodes. That's a lot of longevity. I went, oh, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. It's pretty neat. And and we're, we're glad we can do it and have it, still having fun. Absolutely. We're having lots of fun. So uh, today's episode, the speed round, take four, and by the title, this is the fourth time we've kind of done this type of thing. Greg and I have been having discussions during this podcast over uh, for almost two years now, and we usually deal with one topic every week and just having a great discussion back and forth. And on a bunch of other um, uh, occasions, we've been joined by guests to bring their experience to the conversation. This week, we're going to do another episode of questions. We're going to take a number of questions or issues, and we're going to share our thoughts on them. And hopefully, uh, we'll do it quickly, but um, if our history follows us, uh, it usually gets drawn out and we, we just have a great discussion. Exactly. So, speed round take four. Going forward, how are you working? Home, office, or hybrid? Um, I'm actually starting to uh, work, I would say, hybrid uh, in that. Now, of course, folks, I'm a consultant and I do a lot of work um, in person, facilitating uh, sessions, team sessions, meetings, coaching. And of course, to over COVID, I went straightly working at home and it shifted completely and there were no in-person things, but it is really starting to pick up. And it is so much fun, both working for clients in person, uh, but also gathering together uh, with the community that I work in, the consulting firm that I work. So a partner's kind of coming together and I think I maybe mentioned even last week, it was our first time back together and it was so energizing. And we did a quick check-in this week and everybody's favorite thing last week was actually coming back together. So I think we're going to see definitely a hybrid. I don't think it's going to go back to full 
coaching in person and team building for me, but it is going to be the hybrid approach. And frankly, I love that because there are uh, times when I just like to stay in the pajamas and uh, and uh, put on the nice shirt up top and uh, and just connect at home. But uh, I do also really, really value the connecting in person. And there's just that special energy. How about you? Um, my my main employment, uh, working for the insured insure tech firm, uh, I'm mostly going to do that at home. I'm set up at home. Um, you know, a lot of the people I work with aren't in the GTA region. Uh, there is an office there. I will go in occasionally to connect and if if people are in town and things like that because I, I really value those types of connections. Now, in terms of things like the podcast, uh, you and I have come together, you know, this last month or so and I think we're going to continue that um, probably for the next three or four months anyway uh, and, and connect this way. And then if we, uh, you know, we're hoping to get some guests in, you know, there's been some scheduling problems, but uh, that they'll probably, if they don't come in here into the booth with us, then I think they'll, we'll bring them in by telephone and, and we'll do that. But I also, um, on the side facilitate some group discussions on about various things. And that's been done on zoom over the last two years. And I'm looking forward to, um, some of that being in person, because mm-hmm. especially when you're discussing hard topics uh, and moving through situations, uh, being in the same room with somebody is more effective. Uh, especially if you're you're dealing with emotional issues and things like that. So I think um, there will probably still be a little bit of that online, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, can move into some uh, uh, in-person type of things just to facilitate those conversations. So I, I'm, I'm looking at overall, uh, probably a little bit more towards the hybrid, but in my main employment, I'm going to be at home most of the time. It, I'm just set up. Uh, when I work, I work by myself, although we're always in com- uh, in um, communicating with one another. And when people are in town or, you know, maybe once every two weeks or so, I do want to go into the office just to have that human connection, especially the people that I work with that I've never seen before. I'd like to meet them. I find that I work better once we've had a, sat around, had a coffee or whatever. And to me, that just works better. So uh, probably more from home, but with some hybrid thrown in there just to facilitate uh, some of the many activities that I do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I really think this is evolving you know, uh, when we were talking folks and I, I was having conversations with folks in the fall, it was, uh, uh, there was probably, I would say about 30% said they were going back full. Uh, and uh, and then, then it started to shift, shift again and we had the big uh, wave that happened at the end of the year and then into January. And then it kind of shifted that, you know, there was less that were going to full. It was, you know, still 20, 25%. Lately, though, I've been hearing, I don't think I've talked to anybody who's going back full. People are really opening up this space, but people are also beginning to really struggle with um, this whole accountability, connectivity. How much do you, because people know that coming together is important. I had a great conversation with someone today who said that, you know, he's recognized uh, how challenging it is, although he loves working from home. He recognizes the loneliness. He recognizes the isolation that he's has been created over a couple of years, and uh, um, and so I think more and more people are just are going to the hybrid. They're giving people more options, at least those that can, um, but they're finding creative ways to uh, entice people to come back. I've heard of even this last week. I heard five different um, office renovations that are really creating innovative spaces that actually are getting people excited about coming back. So I think it's just lots, lots of stuff is still in movement. So just kind of follow that up. 
how do you see the future? I mean, we're kind of at this point where uh, in the GTA where we live, uh, you can go into stores and places. Uh, and, and actually, every time I go into a place, I, I have this you know, risk assessment. Uh, and I've, I've had to meet up with some people and I just follow their lead. If they have their mask on, I, I keep my mask on. If they don't have a mask, then you know, I take a look at the surroundings and uh, I, I don't. I take off my mask. So I, I just think we're at that point where you know we're kind of stepping out. So what do you see with the future? Do you see uh, any anything different in the way that you you live and do stuff? I think it's still so changing, uh, so much changing with regards to. I think the one thing I would say is just currently is that the fact that the mandates, some of the mandates have been lifted. Um, I actually was really worried that, but whether it's at work or even in out in uh, spaces like grocery stores and that type of thing, there would be enhanced turmoil and anger and frustration because some people are wearing masks or and some people aren't. I don't know what your experience is, but both in the work scenarios and in uh, in the just life scenarios, I'm finding a higher level of respect. People are just, yeah, you wear a mask. Okay. I'm not wearing a mask. And there just doesn't seem the tension isn't there, which I'm wondering if it's just being forced to do one thing or another that maybe created some of the attention maybe. But I actually thought it was going to be worse because there's these deep divides that have been created uh, in a whole bunch of different things. So I've been pleasantly surprised and pleased that that's the case. I do think that organizations are still trying to figure out other stuff. Uh, half the people, at least half the people I know, are still having their vaccine mandates. Um, some of them, especially if they're working with at-risk people and those kinds of things, it makes sense. But generally, everybody's kind of saying, okay, you know what, uh, wh whatever is in play, I'm good with, but, uh, uh, and I will kind of move it forward. So I, 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 that's kind of where I'm, where I'm thinking right now. I think in the future, it will continue to evolve. I don't think we'll ever go back to in-person all the time. I do think, though, it will gradually come back to more time in the office, but no more than two to three days a week, I think. So I think for me in the future, um, I agree with everything you said. And I, I've been amazed at the level of respect out there when you go into different settings and and people just, you know, oh, you're going to have a mask on. Let me put my mask on. And just maybe it's a Canadian niceness thing. I don't know. But I've been pleasantly surprised so far about the interaction between people with masks and not masks. But I think in the future for me, I've been kind of taking some of the extra things I do, the extracurricular things. I, I've had I have a much more serious attitude towards it right now. Like as we're coming out, and I've had to step into a couple uh, situations and stuff. Um, I see myself uh, at least for the six, next six months. I've given a, a kind of a, a commitment to to step up and do a few things in some of the groups I facilitate and stuff like that. So in the future for me, I, I think that's really really important for me. And uh, there was a need, and so. I, I've decided that, uh, you know, I've been able to balance everything well. And uh, I think uh, that's why I'm looking forward to the next six months is to uh, fulfill that commitment to do a bunch of things and walk with a bunch of people through some stuff. And I, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I, I think by working you know, mostly from home, you know, maybe going into the office occasionally and stuff, I'm going to be able to handle all that stuff. So that, that's kind of what the future looks like for me. I've kind of because like you, you know, we're not sure how this is all going to roll out. So I felt comfortable giving a six-month commitment to, to doing some work. And uh, I think that'll work out well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, as far as kind of the work and commitment that I've been doing more of, 
I have been spending a lot more time. Uh, partially, it's interesting. It's around the concept of my book, Safe Brave Spaces, of facilitating both individual and collective dialogues around this idea. Uh, and and really, how do we reinvest in people? So uh, probably, I would say, 80% of the work that I'm doing right now is around facilitating dialogues with teams around where we at, almost recovery dialogues, and a little bit of, of helping people find their way. Although there does seem to be this respect out there, which is great starting point, but it's, it's almost like people have to relearn how to connect together in person and uh, have to kind of help people find their pathway forward, even individually, uh, because we've been, it's almost, we've been in a bit of a holding pattern. And now we're coming out of a holding pattern. So spending a lot of time helping people figure out uh, who they are, what they bring, those kinds of things, and helping to bring teams together to do that as well. So I do think there is probably, to your point, and you know, you were you mentioned that you're doing some work uh, in this space as well, more work around just helping people recover, to breathe again, remember how to connect together, you know, uh, uh, inspire and spark curiosity and courage together as we move forward, because that's really what's needed right now, because people are pretty beat, beat up and tired and uh, investing back into people. And I know more organizations are doing that, I think is going to be key to help us accelerate out of where we're at versus just kind of stumble along. So do you see any changes in uh, like what you're doing in the next six months or, or so in the future? I think it'll be more of that. I, what I'm seeing is a couple patterns, though. Uh, I see organizations that are going the complete other way. They're cutting they're, uh, or they're not investing back. You know, uh, I was talking to a, someone today that said that um, in, there just has not been reinvestment in the organization, even though they've cut quite a bit during COVID. And I think this is risky business for these organizations because what's happening is they've cut back and they're actually being profitable, but they're slow to reinvest. And if you're slow to reinvest, you're going to lose people because they're going to go to places that are uh, reinvesting. So I would encourage, and this is, I think, where my work is going to be and continue to be, is about reinvesting in the people in your organization. And in particular, your leaders. Because your leaders have been kind of balancing everything off during all this period of time and managing the the hearts and minds of their people often, and there hasn't been as much investment in that. So I do see an acceleration in the work around uh, personal resilience uh, and and deepening of, I would say, kind of coaching abilities for people to be able to support those environments going forward. Yeah, I think for me, uh, in, in all the activities I'm doing right now, I think uh, I've started to step up a little bit. Uh, like even with this podcast, uh, on the weekends, I, I sit down for like half an hour, an hour, and I write some stuff and share it with you, and we have a discussion about it. And, and uh, you know, uh, coming here, uh, I mean, we've, we've kind of bought into here for three or four months, right, to, to, to see how it is and, and to kind of make this our home for the next little while. I think we've both fallen in love with the sound in this place for sure. And I, I think in, in my extracurricular activities, kind of the volunteer stuff that I do, kind of uh, stepped up as well. And I, I just think um, coming out of this just terrible two years that uh, there are some places for all of us to step up and do something. And if you look at the big picture, you know, there's a lot of bleak stuff going on right now. 
But, you know, there's little pieces of stuff that you can step up and step into and, and do some stuff. And I'm just happy that all kind of all across the spectrum of things that I like to do, uh, there's a bit of a space for me to step into it a little bit and, and work uh, on some stuff. Uh, you know, my regular work, the podcast and some of the groups that, I, that I'm dealing with right now, um, I just see that space and it's like I can't solve every problem. I can't do everything. But uh, I think there's a role for all of us to step in and do some work. Well, I think this is a really interesting point because I'm also, as you know, involved in a couple of charities on boards and stuff like that. And what one of the things we are seeing is uh, an increase in people reaching out to find ways to contribute. You know, there's a lot of talk originally about the great resignation. And then, of course, they changed it to the great uh, reflection. And I think part of reflection is people wanting to be more purposeful. And sometimes you can't find that in your job. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot, so lots of people are looking for where they can serve and where they can help. And it's, you know, it might only be an hour a week or an hour a month or something along that line. So what's interesting is the, in addition to that, I'm finding some organizations that are finding ways to partner with charities. And, uh, the one charity that I'm involved in has uh, a learning. It's uh, refugees. It's around refugees. And uh, they have learning sessions where they actually bring in refugees. Then they cook a special meal that's reflected where they're from and then talk about their journey and how they've integrated into Canada and their success stories and that type of thing. And that has been – we're getting tons of calls because people want to be connected to something bigger um, this shared idea of, of journeys through things and out of things and then into something good are always good. So I think you're right. I think there's a big, uh, a big opportunity here and just encourage our listeners. If you, if you don't have that in work, um, look around, there are ways to find purpose and impact, um, around the corner. Uh, and, uh, and folks are looking for folks. That's cool. That's really, really cool. So, uh, best thing from the last two year work-wise? Well, for me personally, it's this, uh, the kind of the general work around Safe Brave Spaces, um, these podcasts and then Safe Brave Stories podcasts. I mean, the forced, um, ability to slow down and reflect and actually do some deep work has probably been the, the best thing. The other thing I think has been the, um, growth. Because one thing in this COVID, everything came virtual. And that means all of the training and learning that you used to have to go, you know, travel somewhere to do, you can now do it online with pods globally. So I had a couple of things where I was taking training and had uh, participants from around the world that were part of the pod. It was awesome, you know, to be able to connect and learn and grow from the seat of your house, you know, your, your kitchen table. Um, so it, it kind of opened up things. So I would say two things, uh, much uh, time and focus to deepen in myself and then to write what I did. But secondly, openness across the world, being able to connect with others and, and become more broad in my thinking through the training programs that are now all virtual. And now the technology around team and cohorts and all that type of thing is just so much stronger. Um, that's been the benefit that I've seen in uh, over the past two years from a work perspective. So for me, um, so it's been almost two years since I retired. And uh, I think the best thing in terms of work is uh, 
I worked a bunch of different contracts over the last year and a half in a bunch of different areas. And uh, I kind of went through a discernment process uh, during that. Number one, I, I figured out I don't want to be self-employed. Um, but at the same time, I really enjoyed the contracts that I did. And so uh, there's a few things. Uh, I, like, I like where I landed. Uh, I like the organization where I landed because I had actually worked for them on a contract prior to being hired. But what I found is um, I've learned a lot about technology, painfully. I uh, know I love outreach, so I do a little outreach on the side. And I like kind of the volunteer stuff that I do. And I realize that um, I've kind of landed in a spot where I do a bunch of things that I like to do. And uh, I uh, really enjoy that I enjoy what I do. And uh, so over the last two years, that's been, that discernment process has kind of landed me in a place where uh, I like what I do for a living. I like doing outreach. Uh, I do a couple different things, outreach, and I you know, facilitate some conversations. And all these things are the things that I like to do. And I've managed to kind of put them in, in kind of my life. And uh, it's taken two years to kind of sort out uh, more myself than anything else that that's what I like to do. And that's a really good thing. Yeah, I love that. I, th- I think that's really good. And, you know, uh, for our listeners, Alistair, you know, learned all this producing and editing with the podcasts. And not only does this podcast, he also supports my other podcast. And he's also helped two or three other people to start their own podcast, not only to help them initially with ed- editing in that, but also just to give them frameworks. One of the things you're really good at is just kind of uh, logically providing uh, approaches and frameworks in addition to your strength on, on the editing and producing. But, uh, and it's been pretty cool. You can, there are two or three podcasts out there that would not be there today if you hadn't spent the time, volunteered just to guide them. It's something you're passionate about and it's kind of cool to see others come alive through it. Well, the secret to those things is you believe in those other people, right? You, like you listen to the product that they want to put out and the people that they talk to, like yours, and, you know, there's a couple others, but uh, it's easy to work with other people when, you know, it's not a gong show, when they have very specific goals in mind, and they, um, uh, like, they just have these great conversations, and it, it's it's not a, a crappy podcast, it's like, for the best reason, the best people are there, and you're you're happy to play a role, whatever that role is, and in, in getting this thing off the ground, and maybe helping out with some stuff along the way, but... Uh, like over the last two years with all the contracts and all the stuff that I've done and, you know, hanging out with you and doing stuff with you is, is you realize how important it is to have good people in your life. And, 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 you know, when good people come along and you can give them a little hand, 100% into it. And, you know, it, it sounds really weird, but I love editing other people's podcasts because I get to listen in on a conversation. And yes, you have to do some stuff and kind of fix some stuff. And uh, but it's funny because the more people do podcasts, the less you have to do to fix like people just learn how to talk and, and uh, like I listen to our podcast each episode probably 10 times before it goes on air and you learn consciously, but you're also learning subconsciously how to talk, how to do things, how to handle stuff. So it's been kind of a, a cool journey. Um, worst thing from the last two years work-wise? Um, I think there's a couple things. I, was gonna, where I, was, I wasn't going to do work-wise. I was going to say, you know, it's the 15, the COVID-15 a little bit more out of shape and and needing to kind of figure that out. I think the worst the worst thing is just the lack of connection, physical connection. You know, I really felt that last week when we kind of came back together. 
And um, so that's one thing. I, I, I think that it's easy to overwork as well during COVID. You know, um, I, uh, I started, I'm, I've told, I think I said this on the podcast, but I started uh, a Sabbath again. Um, and not necessarily, although I have a faith background, this is really just not really related to a faith background, but I love the concept of Sundays I do zero work. I don't, I actually hardly touch my phone. I just actually spend time uh, in relationship and in me and having fun and doing things that are, that are, uh, are um, kind of rebuilding and enabling. Um, and uh, I've had to do that because we are so connected all the time. And I'm an idea person. So at any time, I can get excited about doing it. And actually just blocking off that day. And, you know, historically this has always been the right way to do things. You know, like you think about the, even the world, see from our season's perspective, the winter time, you know, the buds disappear and then they come back out. Well, that's what I've been doing. And that, so, but I sometimes, I lost that. And so for a big period of COVID, I was, I'd lost the balance uh, because it's, work is always around. So it's not like you leave a space and now it's gone. So those would be the two things. I think for me, the worst part of the last two years was uh, retiring, but retiring during COVID. And to me, it was uh, uh, losing the opportunity to say goodbye and thank you to a lot of the people that I'd worked with because I, I was very fortunate. You know, I, I worked uh, at an agency, a government agency, and uh, I kind of was cross branches, cross teams and, and st some of the things that I did. So. There was a whole bunch of people, and I did reach out and, and try to connect with as many people as possible. And I actually went back and worked there for four months on a contract last year, and so was able to do some of this. But I, I missed the opportunity and having just those one-on-one -on -one conversations and 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 saying thank you to people and, and telling people how much you appreciated uh, you know working with them and stuff like that. To me, it was those one-on-one -on -one connections that I truly, truly value in a, in a workplace. And I think that was probably the worst thing uh, over the last two years was leaving that organization and and not doing it on an interpersonal level to uh, the degree that I, I wanted to and I, I felt I needed to. So I think I missed that opportunity. And, you know, it, I mean, it's a COVID thing. It's, it's nobody's fault. But uh, that would be it for me for sure. Um, what are you nailing right now? You know, I think what I'm nailing right now is focus. So uh, I everything that I do these days is focused on enabling safe, brave spaces, uh, helping create a, a an environment where individuals, teams, and organizations uh, reinvest in themselves, create resilience, uh, create self-awareness of what you bring and that kind of thing. And then brave, which is just having uh, respectfully honest conversations and having voice. I had a conversation with someone today. It was just a brilliant conversation around how they wish they'd shown up and said something in uh, about a particular situation. And we just had a conversation and um, uh, simple ways in which she could bring forward uh, her concerns in a way that was respectful and that would help that other person grow as well. So, you know, when you kind of get your purpose identified, why am I here? What do I want to accomplish? How can I kind of use my best forward? 
it is beautiful. And now I make choices, you know, if, if you know, work that I may have done pre-COVID that is stuff I can do and, uh, but I don't want to do, you know, I, I think we've shown, or we talked about the, the quads, you know, the, 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 the beautiful picture of, you know, up on the, the top left hand is, is what I love and what I'm good at. Uh, the one over is uh, what I uh, l- what I'm good at, but I don't love. The one in the bottom is what I'm not good at and what I don't love, and the other one is what I'm what I love but not good at. And the goal of life is to move towards the bucket that is what I love and what I'm good at. Sometimes you got to do stuff that I'm good at that I don't love that pays the bills. But if you have anything in a bucket that would be described, I don't love it and I'm not good at it and you're doing it, find ways to get out of that because that's a not a valuable use of your time. And if there's one thing I've discovered, I think we've all discovered in COVID is that life is short um, and, and you'll never be able to just leap and do everything is what you love and what you're good at. But invest in places that whatever you love and get good at to move to that top corner and then accept the places where you're just good at and you don't love, that's a good way to go. And uh, so it's both both, uh, kind of what what I'm trying to do now, but almost skips over to, I know, a later conversation around what would I advice would I give listeners? It would be get out of the places where you're not good and you don't love and strive to move towards places of things that you love you're passionate about and what you're good at. And if you're not good at it, find ways to learn and grow and get good at. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I think what I'm nailing right now is a balance in terms of the work that I do. Um, I'm content with what I'm doing, uh, kind of reached a level of acceptance and a figure, you know, between work, podcasting and what that is and and some of the volunteer stuff and and, and things like that. I've, I've reached a balance and a, and, a, and a level of contentment that I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. So I think I'm nailing that, uh, uh, which which for me over the last two years has been kind of an awkward thing to try to find my place and, and what I'm going to do and stuff like that. So um, what are you struggling with? Well, you know, it's interesting because it's, uh, uh, first of all, I'm a seven on the Enneagram and folks that know the Enneagram, I'm a, you know, a, a enthusiastic visionary. So I love new stuff. I love growing. I love learning. So what I'm still struggling a little bit about is being present. And although I just had a great speech around how I do everything the safe, brave spaces, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can do to create safe, brave spaces. So even within that, you need to be discerning and decide where I'm investing and, uh, and keeping that balance you talked about. You know, my family's really important to me. My friends are really important to me. And as things are opening up, it could be overwhelming of the kinds of work that I'm doing. So probably still struggling a little bit, although I've built a lot of strength over the last couple of years on being discerning, taking time, breathing deeply, thinking about what, even if this is within the context of Safe Brave Spaces, what's the most important thing that I can do? You know, where's the, there was a great book, I think it was called The One Thing. What's the one thing that if I did it would impact everything else? in a positive way. Well, how do I figure out more of the one thing to do versus the thousand things to do, which I can easily get caught up in? How about you? Uh, I think what I'm struggling with is, uh, what do you call it, the COVID-15? I think mine's probably the COVID-20. So uh, just before the winter hit, I was probably walking 10Ks or so three, four times a week. And 
started working full time that got uh, busy and then the weather. So I think what I am not nailing right now is, is t- taking some time to, you know, two or, th- two or three times a week going out there. And, and what I do is I put on my, my, my AirPods and I listen to either this podcast or a couple other podcasts. I do quality control on this one. And, and, and off I go, right? And I'm a, I'm a five on, on that scale. And I like to be by myself and do stuff by myself. So off I go on a walk. So that's what I, I have to build some time into my day and, you know, maybe after work and stuff like that. And, you know, two or three times go out and do that walk. It's, it's, it's healthy, uh, you know, physically, emotionally, you know, psychologically. And so that's where I'm kind of falling down right now. So I'm going to have to kick myself into gear. It's starting to, well, it was getting nice, and then uh, we had these flurries today, and it was, there was snow everywhere. And now, now most of it seems—I don't think it was as heavy as we thought it was, but it was certainly blowing around all over the place. So, uh, as we move into spring, probably a little bit better. Uh, I, I definitely want to do some stuff, and and you know there are breaks in my day, and you know I've kind of got a handle on what I do for a living and, and stuff like that. So uh, that's kind of what I'm struggling with. Uh, you've already given some advice. For our listeners, you jumped to number 10. Do you have any other advice? The only other thing is just building upon what you just said is uh, we're connected, right? And so in addition to those, finding what you love and 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 what you're good at and moving towards that, that area, I would say um, invest in your head, heart, and body. And often we focus more on one and find ways to combine them. So, you know, like for me, I'm the same way. I'm 15, maybe 20. Um, uh, and you described a really good example there. Uh, you know, sometimes what people do, they'll walk and listen to podcasts. So physically getting exercise and then mentally learning and growing and doing those kinds of things. Um, walking with friends, you know, building relationships. So that's the heart build and the, and the uh, uh, physical build. So just think about, because we're such a connected being, so... I would just, uh, and, and we have, just because of the weather and everything else, we've limited those things. So find out what your, um, there's a great thing. I think it's um, Lure and Schwartz. They have an energy um, evaluator uh, in one of their books. And uh, if folks want to send an email to our, even to our email address, we'll make sure we send it out. Or maybe we'll put it on the posting uh, um, of the podcast. But it's a great way of do, actually measuring where are you investing in those uh, energies? Um, because you got to fill the tank um, and, uh, and finding ways uh, what, to, what to do. Yeah, I think my advice is as we come out of COVID and uh, hopefully we're coming out of COVID and we come out of COVID and, uh, you know, you're, you're stepping out a little bit is, you know, find your spots, find out what you've been missing, what you really value and jump into those things. And whether it's at work, volunteer or just in your personal life, whatever it is, jump in and, and, and figure out where you need to be and, and, and jump, you know, just enthusiastically jump into it because I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been in prison for two years. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm even a little timid coming out. Like, do I t- put on my mask, don't I? So um, would you like anything from our listeners? Yeah, I would say a couple things. One is if you like us, share us, you know, and uh, um, the way people have gotten to know us, we've had uh, audience growing all over the world, which is really exciting. So first of all, do that. If you like us, share. And uh, um, the second thing I would say, reach out. If you've got topics that you're really churning, you know, at the, at the end of this, we'll talk about it. We always say the churning and the joy. Um, if you've got topics that you say, really, I'd like to hear more about this one. 
send us an email, um, you know, DM us, whatever you need to do to get to us and say, hey, this is the topic that I would love to talk about that I think is important that uh, I know myself is struggling with and, and others would be too. So one, share, two, send us your thoughts and notes and, um, uh, and your ideas so that we can continue to uh, this conversation with other important topics that we might not be seeing. If there was only some podcasts they could listen to when they go on their walks, right? Hmm. I can think of two right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and folks, uh, Greg will send me that uh, reference and I'll put it in the show, show notes. But it, um, Greg's podcast is in the show notes as well. Safe, Brave Stories. And, um, you know, you can start listening to his stuff too. It, it's about the same length as this, maybe slightly longer, but it's a great conversation. I listen to them all because I edit them. But, uh, you know, it's a great conversation. And, uh, you know, when you're on those long walks, maybe you need to be silent. But if you need to listen to a podcast, we know a couple we can recommend. That's for sure. And also, Alistair has some too, some crime podcasts that are awesome. Uh, so, uh, again, whatever you're looking for, and you know there's tons of them. We all listen to some good ones uh, that are out there. But those are, those are a few that you can jump onto. So the last question, uh, podcast hopes. You know, I love what we're doing. I love the fact that we've started to have more uh, folks that we're interviewing at 2.0. I think that's really good. Um, and we're going to have more of those um, and tap into other people's experiences. We said at the very beginning that we want to bring people up to the diner, diner table to have conversations. You know, I as long as we continue to have great topics we and come together, and this energy of us being in the room together is so good, um, I'm just looking forward to continue the conversation and also bring more folks on uh, to uh, have the conversation with us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the next few months. We've kind of signed on here, which should take us to roughly episode 100. Uh, so, you know, we always have three or four topics at hand. And, uh, you know, we have a couple guests, uh, hopefully, that we can bring to you. Um, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Our problem is we're so busy at scheduling. Yeah, that's right. And I did have a question, though. Um, I, I know that on anniversaries, there's usually a gift that arrives. And so at 100, I, I, my understanding is that diamonds are gold. So I just, I'm looking forward to whatever happens there. Good luck with that. <laughs> but, you know, that's one of the things, like, you know, going back to a comment I said about 40 minutes ago, you know, having a conversation with one of our former guests on this show, uh, 100 podcast episodes – that is, that will be something because that's a big investment by the two of us effort um, just to do this. Like this is basically a weekly podcast uh, and it's not 15 minutes. It's, you know, anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes long. Um, I just like that we've become very adept to it, that um, uh, what maybe took six hours a week takes two you know, all in and, and how the, the, the ideas flow between the two of us. And, you know, you'll just say something and that's, it ends up getting built into an episode outline, right? So it, it's interesting that, you know, being able, to, you know, the two of us to produce this thing and produce like almost a hundred episodes, I just feel really good about it. I, I think, you know, we've been able to just figure stuff out and, and, and the, communicate between the two of us. It's been a good go. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think the podcast, I'm looking forward to the next couple of months here. I love doing this in person. I think it's just a better conversation between the two of us. It sounds way better, buddy. Uh, and, uh, you know, and definitely have some more people come in and, and share the space with us and the time with us. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Um, 
Do we do a wrap-up in one of these? Why not? Wrap-up. Uh, wrap-up. Yeah, just, I mean, we're coming back, you know, and uh, this is all new world. And um, spend time to think about what you want to do and how you want to contribute. Um, and uh, and also, uh, you know, even the questions that Alistair has asked today, uh, I encourage you to ask them yourself. This is a great time of reflection. I, I just did a little, or this week actually, I'm going to put a little blip on the link, on LinkedIn, and it's about how excited I was to see uh, bags of soil at my uh, local grocery store because it really talks, you know, talks about springtime coming. And, you know, spring is interesting because it's when we plant new seed. Um, so now's the time actually to reflect upon what seeds do you want to plant for the next season, the next crop. Um, so uh, I think hopefully some of the questions that we've gone through today will help you do some of that reflection and uh, and figure out what your crop is for the next season. I was going to say the same thing. It's a great opportunity as we come out of restrictions, and hopefully wherever you are, you're coming out of restrictions. This is a great time to be very mindful, you know, give some thought to it, and step out and do what you need to do. Um, Listen, I hope that some of what we spoke about you found helpful. I hope we didn't say anything that you found offensive or made you angry. But I think even on this episode, Greg, I think your philosophy, it lands well. Yeah, you know what? I, I, we say this at the end of every, every uh, podcast, but it uh, came from uh, my early, uh, my first coach. And uh, she said that her hope was that our discussions uh, created some churn and some joy. And that I might be a little peeved. Uh, or I might be excited. And both are really good. So we hope that as well. And be the churn and the peeve is usually something that strikes us that we know we need to do and we maybe haven't doing it. And it just reminds us and kind of nudges us along. And of course, the joy and excitement is when we're accomplishing some of the things. We're making traction. We get excited about But both are great. And the key is just to listen to both and choose to act on both. So we hope that this uh, episode as well maybe gave you a little bit of churn and hopefully gave you a little bit of hope. I agree. So, call it? Sure. Muscat, Australia. Muscat, Australia. I do not know where that is. I got to take a look and see. I'm going to be very careful how I say this. I don't know if there's any sensibilities involved. I think it's uh, either beside or part of Sydney. Oh, okay. Very good. That's excellent. Well, welcome. I love down there. I've never been. My sister lived there for a little while and we had really young kids and couldn't travel, but I would love to go there sometime. One of those great destinations. I've got a number of folks that I know that live there and uh, uh, welcome Australia. We have a consistent group that listens to us like every week. They, they pop up on the analytics. So we have you know, a group of people that are listening to us and we're very appreciative of it. Yeah, very appreciate it. So- Remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.